I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello and welcome to another Out of Spec podcast episode. If you look just over here, there's an announcement saying that Ford EV customers to gain access to 12,000 Tesla superchargers, company to add North American charging standard port in future EVs. In normal speak, Ford is going all in with Tesla on the charging. I wanted to talk about this with my dad, we've done a ton of charging topics with him. He is a Tesla owner and CCS car owner. And then we also have my good friends, Patrick and Liv from Mach-E Vlog. They are, uh, you know, hardcore Mach-E drivers. They've driven them on many road trips. They've owned two. So it's great to get a little bit of everyone's perspective in all of this. Uh, so, you know, I guess Patrick and Liv, maybe you can start. Tell us what's going on in the announcement what should we know what's the full picture of course you guys already have your first reactions on your youtube channel which we'll link down below of course but tell our viewers what should they know about this yeah it was exciting um elon musk jim farley had hosted a twitter space which was surprising in itself and um you know there's a lot of speculation like oh they're just going to chat but in the end they announced that spring of next year, they're going to have an adapter that we'll be able to get for our Mach-E. Uh, Ford Lightnings will have that, as well as the E-Transit that will open up access to all 12,000 supercharger ports throughout the U.S. Uh, we'll be able to activate it via Ford Pass. Um, not sure if, you know, I would assume that we'll be able to use plug-in charge via the, you know, normal Tesla matter. Um but then the other thing that I thought was super interesting is that starting in 2025, they're going to switch to the the Nax or the Tesla adapter or Tesla port. So that's super exciting. And it's just, it's like a bombshell. Like, I don't think, like, I, I think you guys talked about it on Inside EVs podcast. It's like, man, eh, nobody's ever going to switch, but they should, but it's too late. But uh, yeah, this is a, sort of a shock, I think, to a lot of people today. I totally agree. You know, it, one of those things where we've discussed when Tesla initially opened up North American charging standard, I believe dad, you and I spoke about that and we were like, well, yeah, great. If they did it five years ago 
And but we also said as soon as one major automaker does this, it's going to start the roll. And I think we might be at the very start of seeing other automakers go down this North American charging standard or Tesla port way. Um, you know, just a little bit more context on the announcement. It was done through a Twitter spaces. It felt pretty informal. I thought it was great. Actually, I really enjoyed it. They let a couple viewer questions uh, pop in as well. And so like, it was a really, like you can go and listen to the full announcement. Ford has their full release on their site, which I of course have brought up here. But dad, what's your impression of Ford offering, you know, starting early 2024 an adapter to use the superchargers and in 2025 actually baking in the Tesla port to their vehicles. Yeah. So I think I'm a little bit surprised that it's going to take them a full year to bring out an adapter. Um, I, you know, personally don't quite understand why that would be the case. I think overall strategically, incredibly smart move. Um, Farley's a visionary. He's trying to take the company forward in a lot of different ways. And so I'm a little bit surprised that it has taken as long as it has for another manufacturer to come in and actually sign up to the to the NACS. But the fact that they have now, I agree with you, Kyle, it's going to be a tidal wave. And, you know, the first mover advantage, I'm, I'm not really sure, but I, I actually didn't. I've been super busy at work today, so I didn't get a chance to watch the um, the the, uh, the Twitter space. Uh, but you know, Patrick, I, I'm surprised. I'm just hearing for the first time it's going to take a full year for them to come out with an adapter. That doesn't that seem like a long time to it's you guys? Not a full year. It's only six months for the adapter, and okay. it's a full year until they start baking in the port to their next generation cars. Oh, I see. All the cars on the road today will retroactively with an adapter be able to use the superchargers. And then actually they'll probably continue from what it sounds like making cars with the CCS port. It's just the new platform stuff will get the Tesla uh, plug on it. Patrick and Liv, does that sound about right to you? Yeah, that sounds exactly right. And I, I saw some speculation today that um, uh, Jim Farley and Elon Musk sort of chatted at the Miami Grand Prix earlier this month. And, um, you know, it was sort of like, did they, they sort of just have a side conversation and the way that they're both sort of operate of like, hey, let's make this happen and did a handshake deal and less than 30 days later make the announcement, which is, you know, didn't make sense why it'll take six months to get an adapter out. Right. I get a similar vibe that all this kind of popped up pretty quickly. You know, we, you know, I guess maybe to our viewers, why would someone need to do this? Why would an automaker not want to use CCS? Well, CCS charging um, hasn't been what it needs to be. I'm not going to say it's all terrible and it's all truly annoying, but there are significant problems with public charging out there from a reliability and dependability standpoint. So switching to the Tesla connector doesn't actually fix any of that because you can put Tesla connectors on other chargers and it's just a, a cable change. Um, but actually getting access to the superchargers, that's where the big news comes in. No question the Tesla connector is nicer to hold, easier to input. Um, you know, the sizing is so much better. It has much higher current limitations than currently CCS does. Uh, 
But the everyone always was saying, just put NACS on your car and your problems are solved. And the answer is really like, no, because then you need to get third-party chargers with NACS handles, which are going to come to market now. Uh, but I think we'll see a lot of those same problems. What Tesla has been able to do is have huge reliability across thousands and thousands of charging ports charging their own vehicles. Now, the big question comes, what's it going to be like when they open up to Ford? Um, you know, we've seen Ford's charge on Magic Dock and every other car charge on Magic Dock. And there's some interoperability issues with Ionic 5, for example. Doesn't always work great with Magic Dock. Fords haven't had that much problem. Magic Dock is limited to 350 amps, so 150 kilowatts maximum on a Lightning or a Mach-E. That's just what it is. We've seen that a bunch. But hopefully the adapter that they come out with is going to be rated for five, six, seven hundred amps. Elon was saying that the adapter is not going to be the limitation, which means, you know, when you plug in a Model S, it requests 680 amps. It, that's 250 kilowatts. Volvo EX90, for example, 250 kilowatts advertised charging speed on a 400 volt car. If they open that up, they're going to need to do more than 500 amps. So I think that adapter is going to be pretty well built. My question for you guys, Patrick and Liv, is will this adapter work for any vehicle or is it just going to work for Ford? Because physically it could plug any CCS car into a Tesla fast charger now. Do you think they'll just announcing it with Ford and it'll work on any car? They need to send us an adapter. <laughs> yeah. We'll we'll try that out. We got a we got a few cars we can play around with. <laughs> I mean, this just it changes the game entirely. You know, before we've heard a lot of people have said that they got into Tesla for the supercharger network. Um, and it's just it changes everything, and this really does open it up for every other automaker now. Uh, and they're kind of going to have to jump on it fast. I mean, so if this was a deal that was sealed. Um, be really interested to find out on the back end to support employees. Like, is everyone just running around like crazy like, right now? Like, what just happened? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it, it does make me think because, like, we've heard like uh, sometimes the mentality behind Tesla is like Elon will announce something and then everybody else has to make it happen after the fact. Um, is Jim Farley doing some of that? Did he like make this announcement and they're all going like, oh crap, we got to get Ford Pass ready? If there's a Ford person listening, you can tell them. Yeah, just well, tell us. I think um, I think it's not going to be hard. My guess, the way that they're going to implement it is we're starting to see Tesla talk about, think about implementing ISO 15118-2 plug and charge certificate handling, all of this stuff. I think it's going to be, you know, you set your Ford up with the Tesla network. Maybe it happens automatically. You plug in the car to the charger with the adapter and it will plug and charge. Perhaps there's an alternative activation method in your Ford app, which could be quite interesting. And then the question becomes, okay, once you get Fords working, uh, how hard will it be for other automakers to tack onto this? And that'll be a topic for another day. But uh, dad, your thoughts, does this make the Tesla less attractive to buy and a Mach-E more attractive to buy? What do you think this does for the dynamic of yeah. the Ford versus Tesla market? No, I, I think that the, the fact is that the Tesla network is so built out and they continue to build it out that they alone, in my opinion, have the ability to supply the capacity that's needed for not only Tesla, 
but also pretty much all other cars. And, and I think what this does is it puts Tesla in a position of selling electricity more than they already are. And, and I think that is, is they're turning into more of a distribution hub for alternative vehicles. I mean, Magic Dock with whatever there are, 11 or 12 in the country, that really didn't do anything to move the needle. But um, look, there will be a lot of interesting challenges when, um, you know, we've seen it at, at Magic Dock where you pull in and you've got a non-Tesla car and now all of a sudden you're going to have all these Fords. And I would imagine this is just the tip of the iceberg that most of the other manufacturers will go this way. But who else can deliver the, the actual network capabilities? And you think about what there is today, Kyle. Think about where Tesla will be in two or three years. If they want to turn up more superchargers, I don't know if you guys subscribe to the Tesla supercharger at, or on Twitter. Every day I'm getting like, you know, there's five new superchargers, 10 new superchargers. They're just keep putting them out there. So I, I think there may be, you know, you're not always going to get to from point A to point B in a straight line. But I think this is a brilliant move on Tesla's part for getting into the energy business even more than they already are. And I think it's really something that will make a lot of people much more consider buying a CCS car. Um, I, I, for one, I think it's a great move and I, I'm excited to see this. When you called me up and said, Dad, did you listen to the, to the, the thing? I, I didn't get a chance, I couldn't believe it. So I think it's great news. Agreed. I think it's uh, big, big stuff going on for sure. I think it sets the ball in motion. I, I hope Rivian is next, Polestar, those that follow coming later. I mean, it's really going to be one of those things where I've been saying for a long time that Tesla will dominate the charging world and and their their core product is charging, not so much the cars. And uh, that's that's my viewpoint of it. I think it will lead to a lot of interesting YouTube videos for us to make for at least the next couple of years on watching this roll out, looking at how they manage station throughput. There's certain stations that just are maxed out with Teslas right now. There are others that are sitting idle when there's lines at EA stations right down the road. So it's going to be interesting to watch the whole network balance itself out and come to equilibrium hopefully one day. But um, yeah, Patrick and Liv, leave us with your final thoughts. What does this mean for Mach-E drivers today, not necessarily future Mach-E's with NACS ports? I think it just means more options, you know? It's like we've been on our road trips where, and we talked about this in our video, our initial reaction to, between like Southern Colorado and Santa Fe, New Mexico. It's like, if I have to choose between wagon mound and a dirty, uh, dusty, dirty parking lot, or the supercharger parking lot that's in Las Vegas with food and stuff nearby, it's a better option. Like, um, so I think I think the the bright thing is is like it's more options for people. If you are supportive of this transition to EVs, this is great news for everybody. People are messaging us right now. I see little pop ups like someone said. Uh, this totally changes my range anxiety. And that's so nice to hear, and that's what we want. And it makes me think that we need to redo our race. If you guys can see it, we did a race <laughs> from Colorado to Vegas with five EVs, Teslas, and CCS. So we need to redo this because Green River, now we have options. So we can supercharge there. It's going to be a whole different whole different race in, in so many ways. And it's awesome. I mean, I'm, I'm thrilled. I can't stop smiling. This has been great. <laughs> Kyle, you're on mute. 
There you oh, go. sorry. There's still very limited information about this right now. So we're going to see, you know, what Ford customers will be charged to charge on the supercharger network, what the adapter cost will be, what the adapter maximum amperage limit will be. There's a lot more to dig into how the activation will work. Will the adapter charge other vehicles? I don't expect it to just from a software locked perspective uh, until those automakers, I guess, join in until Tesla decides to go full open and anyone can buy an adapter and plug in. So a lot more to explore here, but thanks to all of you for joining to talk about this. We'll have more episodes coming on the topic as more info rolls out. Thanks for joining another Out of Spec podcast episode, and we'll see you all on another one soon. Bye-bye. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.